we're going to start today a brand new topic. I'm very excited about today's topic because it's a very interesting one. I think I spoke about this once in South Africa. And uh, I got a lot of good feedback because it's a topic that is very Nogea, but one that's very unclear. And it's almost almost not so much known about it. So we're in our sugya of Benodon Mechaveri. And uh, we just came off yesterday discussing the halachas of hating somebody else, which is a terrible, terrible thing. I want to move today to a brand new sugya. And the sugya is called revenge. Now, it's important because we don't often realize some of the things that we do are because of revenge. And at certain times we'll do things without even realizing that we're actually paying somebody back. Right? Now, this can apply in a, in a bad setting or even in a not such bad setting, which we're going to get to. Let me give you just a little bit of a background. Today we're going to go through the background. Tomorrow, Be'ez HaShem, will go through the halachos. Yeah, tomorrow. There's a famous Vilna Goyim. Okay? The Vilna Goyim brings down that there is no extra word in Mesilla Sisharim except for the 11th Perak. Now, that means either the uh, Vilna Goyim held there was an extra word in the, in, in the 11th Perak, or he never went through it in the same way he went through the other previous 10. But what it means to say is that the Vilna Goyim is expressing that when it comes to Mesilla Sisharim, every word is Kodesh HaKadoshim. Every word is to be taken literally and to be, you know, learned as Torah. Right? I think uh, Victor Miller once said, the way to learn Mesut Shasham is not just to read it. People say, okay, I finished Mesut Shasham. You finished Mesut Shasham. You don't finish Mesut Shasham. You have to learn it. You have to live it. The way to learn Musa is like a toysfus. You take Mesut Shasham, you learn two lines, you, you put it in your brain, you put it into your blood, you put it into your nervous system, into your body, into your actions, into your life. You can't just learn Mesut Shasham. Take an arch scroll and go through the, you know, read the words and... It said, Rabbi, done Mesilla Shashorim. It doesn't work that way. To do Mesilla Shashorim means you have to live it. To live it, it takes a lifetime. But you have to start somewhere, right? So, every word in Mesilla Shashorim is Kodesh Um And it's measured, and it's very, very important. Let me tell you what the Mesilla Shashorim says, okay? We're not here to learn Mesilla Shashorim, but I want to point out one Nakuda in Mesilla Shashorim, which is very Choshev. It's in Perigid Aleph, when Mr. Sashorim talks about revenge, listen to what he says. He says, Kosha li bodl mimena. It's very hard to distance yourself from revenge because if a person feels insulted, he wants to pay the person back. But Nakama, revenge, says in Mr. Sashorim, is matuka kidvash, is sweet as honey. You know, have you ever heard the term? Sweet revenge. Mm-hmm. Like revenge is sweet. Comes from Mrs. Hashem. It's like sweet. You pay someone back, you feel good about yourself. Ah, got him back. Ah, I showed him. It's, it's Geschmack. I feel bad about myself. We always say this many times, and we'll talk about it by Shemir Shaloshan. When you want to become better, when you want to rise up, there are two ways of doing it there's the cheating way, and there's the real way. The real way. Is to work on yourself and become a better person and build yourself up and just become a chosher and better person. That's the hard way. The cheating way is just to put somebody down. You put somebody down, you push them, you squash them, you degrade them, whatever. So <laughs> now you're automatically up. That's a cheating way of doing things. But Akaponim says the Messiah Shoim, revenge is motuk kedvash. It's sweet like honey. It's gishmak. People feel a certain gishmak when it comes to revenge. Somebody upset me. He said something about me. He did something to me. Whatever it may be. I got him back. Ah, it makes me feel better. Okay. Now, it's very, very again. I'll, I'll give you a small example, by the way. How could this be again? In, in, in a small way. 
you make a chasna, you make a kiddush, you make a shalom zacha, make a simcha. And this guy doesn't come to your simcha, right? He's at home, he's not away, right? He doesn't come to the simcha. Okay, you with me? Next time he makes a kiddush, how quick are you going to go to his kiddush? Or are you going to say, well, he never showed up to my kiddush, he didn't come to my shalom zacha, so why should I go to his? Or he didn't give me a bar mitzvah present, why should I give him a bar mitzvah present? Okay? People do this all the time. Okay? Is everybody with me? Yeah? You with me? People do this all the time without even realizing that they're doing it often out of revenge. Listen to the Loshan of the Orchus Sadiqim. I always refer to people when people ask me, what, what should I learn from Musa? So there's many, many beautiful Musas for him, and they all really should be learned. We need to know all of them. But if a person has an opportunity to learn one at the early stages of learning Musa, I always try to recommend Orchus Tzadikim. I don't know how many of you have ever experienced Orchus Tzadikim. Anybody here have done Orchus Tzadikim? I did it in my Shea 1215 for, for a while, about two years ago. Guys really enjoyed it. It's very practical. It's very down-to-earth. It goes through each midah, whether it's cruelty, whether it's happiness, whether it's, you know, sadness, whether it's reasons. It goes through each midah that we have. It talks about the milas and the chasroinus and how a person can perfect it. Okaponim, he has a shar, a gate of achzorius. Axorius means cruelty. And he writes in Orchaz Adikim that revenge is rooted in cruelty. Now most people, I imagine everybody over here, and I think everybody would agree to me, would say, I'm not a cruel person. I'm, I'm the opposite of a cruel person. I'm such a nice person. I'm such a kind person. I'm such a giving person. I'm not a cruel person. A cruel person is that horrible, really mean person that's cruel to everyone, that puts everyone down and insults everybody. Me? I'm not a cruel person. The Chassidikim says that when a person takes revenge, it's rooted in cruelty. And the Chazal tell us, If you have Rachmanus on other people, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mida, Keneged Mida, has Rachmanus on you. Okay? And that's a very big concern. If you want the revenge to have Rachmanus on you, you have to have Rachmanus on other people. Now, the Torah recognizes that human beings do have a cruel streak. Right, the same idea of Donald Kalskos, exactly, very good. Right, Kosh Bohu acts sometimes, Mida connected Mida, in the way that we act, right, he reciprocates. So the Torah recognizes that a human being does have a little bit of a cruel streak within him, and therefore that's why we are required to distance ourselves from cruelty and make sure there is always compassion in every case. Now, I want to um, bring to your attention a very important Rambam. Okay, again, today we're just going to do an introduction to the sugya of revenge. And in tomorrow we'll go through practical examples of what is revenge, what's not revenge, what's considered revenge. You know, I'll, give you, I'll just give you an interesting question. What happens if you go to a restaurant, okay, and the waiter does not serve you in the way that you would like to be served? Now, you know at the end there's a tip that you have to pay. You have to, don't have to pay suggestion, I'm not going into all that. But, you know, the, the better the service, generally the bigger the tip in some way. He didn't serve me well. I don't give him a big tip. Is that revenge? Are you doing revenge when you don't give him such a big tip? Or, I'm paying for a service, he didn't give me the service, therefore I'm not going to pay him. I'm just giving you an example of something that theoretically, I don't believe anybody in this room would have thought that could be revenge. What well, Shaykh has revenge, maybe it's not nice, but revenge? How could it be revenge? 
How could it be revenge? Because I'm, take, I'm, give, I'm, I'm giving him back what he got. I'm no. giving a taste of his own medicine. I'm not going to repay him for what it... I'm not, I'm not about not paying someone for a service they did. Of course you have to pay someone. What he deserves. What he deserves based on how when you tip someone more. When you tip someone... It's because they did better service. He was great or whatever. I'm going to give him a tip. If I pay for a five ounce steak and I get a four ounce and someone else. I'm not talking about when you're not getting you're not getting what you what you paid for what you ordered right service you cannot really describe the service that a waiter has to do for you right no it doesn't say he has to smile he has to be nice he has to give you all the options this guy didn't he was in an angry mood what can I do he might say he gave you your food you got what you wanted. You got the drinks. You got okay. Yeah, but it wasn't. The tip is already extra. Okay, but by saying it was just a question, we'll get to practical examples. I'm just giving you an example of what could be a shaila of revenge in that case. Now, um, let me just let me mention another very important nikkud as well. You know, we spoke about this in the beginning. <coughs> Where in the Torah does it talk about midas tovus? Hello. Where in the Torah does it say to have good midas? Sort of the common sense. In the beginning, is Baron and Kim? No. Ah. Which Pasuk? <laughs> Look for it. <laughs> so it's interesting, pretty much most Midas are not mentioned in the Torah. Which one is, by the way? There's one that's prominently mentioned in the Torah. No. No, there's one that's prominently mentioned in the Torah. Yeah, uh, we learned it through. Yeah, there's a Russian Yeah, but keep it up, Keep it up, It's true, but it's, I don't call it a mida. It's hard to call it a mida. I'm going to give you. I give you a hint. A serata de blot. I've just narrowed the whole Torah down into that. Jealousy, jealousy. That's a big one. No, you're right. There are other ones as well. Embarrassing. We learned that from the Gemara. Most Midas are not mentioned in the Torah. Do you know why? What's the reason? If Midas are so important, and we're talking about them, Ben Amr Khamer is so choshev, why doesn't the Torah have a parasha in the Torah telling us all the Midas? Don't be jealous. Or it does. I mean, uh, don't pay people back, don't do revenge, don't hate people, don't love people, do give the chaset. Like, what? Just spell it out for us. If it's so choshev, tell us. The answer is simple. Derech Eretz Kodmala Okay? Derech Eretz comes before Torah, which means before you, it's like, it's like a prerequisite before you can even learn Torah, is you have to have good midas. It's, it's like poshet. It's almost like, I'll give you an example, the Chinuch clears this. The very first of the Aseris Adibris. What, what is the first of the By the way, how do you translate Aseris Adibris? Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. What is a commandment? Give me a different Obligation. English word. Obligation. Okay, great. What is the very first of them? Again, what is the first one? Spell it out. Say it to me. I am Hashem, you go to take him out of Egypt. Wonderful. What's the instruction? Don't serve another God. That's the second one. What is it? I'm asking you an other based question that every single one of you should have learned in fourth grade. There are Aserata Debrot. There are ten commandments. A command he said correctly was an obligation, something you need to do. What is the very first one? I am your God who took you out of Egypt. What's the commandment? Where is it? The other them are serve your parents. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't do 
You have to say Hashem took us out of uh, Egypt like twice a day. By that's Shema. that's beautiful. But where's the command? Anoichi Hashem alakecha. I am God. Yeah, Interesting, no? Where does it say to remember? It says that. It says to remember. No. Say to, to not kill, and it says Dibbus. Where's it not steal? It says Dibbus. Where's it come to the Vikram and Where's it keep Shabbos? Oh, and that says Dibbus. Anyway, so the point is that um, <laughs> it's an interesting one, and the truth is, the Chenech has a whole shadow about this. If the first one is a command to believe in God, meaning Anoich Hashem means I'm God, but you have to believe in it, that's the belief. Or is it not a commandment? Some of us showing him whole. Listen to this. It's a chiddush to most of you. I don't think any of you have heard this before. It, the first of the Ten Commandments is not a command, and therefore there's really nine commandments. And it's the first Why? one. Why? And it's the first one. <laughs> Why? Because it's the prerequisite for the rest. How can you not serve other idols or other gods if you don't believe Hashem is God? It's so basic. It's so fundamental that there, there could not be a command about it because all the rest are commands based on that one. Okay, it's a machaikus for Shonim. I'm not going into it now because that's not our sugya. But why am I telling you this? I have no idea. But how do we get onto this? Oh, because some things are not written because they're so obvious. They're so they're so basic. It, it's almost like, um, you know, I, I think a wild example. You know, you get married. All of you at the right time. No, no, I didn't mean that. Sorry. Anyway, all of you, Beis Hashem, will get married. It was man at the right time. You come back and join the base. David Koylots, can we come on? I'll come on him. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? So you get married, and there's a star that says what you're going to provide your wife with. It doesn't say on the star that you're not going to mess around with other women. It doesn't say on there that you're not going to. Doesn't say that. Right? Why? Because it's a given. It's a basic. There are certain rules in the yeshiva that we don't say. When I go to interviews and guys like, okay, Rabbi, give us the rules. The first question normally is the phone. And if a guy says to me, so we'd like to go to town at night. Like, okay. Quick, I'm just scribbling something down. Not accepted on the other time. If a guy, if a guy needs to, I needs to ask that question on the interview. And it's like, aha. Uh-huh. I see that's what you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, the point is that there are certain rules that are not mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Uh, somebody asked me that, by the way, in, in that yeshiva. Anyway. Someone asked what? That one. This one. Sure. Anyway. Oh, it's you as well? No way. Did you actually? I keep on camera over here. Got to be careful, I must say. Eternity time, we're going to pay, take me down. What I say? Um, so where am I? So where am I? So there are certain things that are not mentioned because they're so obvious, they're so normal, they're so understood. Zuk the Rambam. The Rambam. In Hilchas Deus, when he goes through the certain Deus of people, he says, It's a very, very bad midah. Right? It's a very, very bad midah. And he's referring to the idea of revenge. The Rambam rarely uses such a strong lotion. It's a very bad thing. that In Hilchus Tshuva, okay, we're about to have to end with this. In Hilchus Tshuva, the Rambam talks about revenge in Perik Beis. Halacha Yud in Hilchus Tshuva, we learned it before, Rosh, before Yom Kippur. And the Rambam says, he talks about, don't be mean. Not to accept <coughs> someone's truth. If a guy comes over to you and says, I'm really, really sorry, I did something wrong, I apologize, will he be moichel me? And you say, no. Says the Rambam, don't be an achzori. Don't be an, a mean, cruel person. Because that's not what a yid is. A yid doesn't take revenge. 
a yid doesn't take revenge. You did something to me, I'm not going to make you. No, a yid doesn't take revenge. Oh, Zog the Rambam, a goy does. Zog the Rambam, the nafkamina between a yid and a goy is revenge. Meaning a goy has no problem taking revenge. A yid is not a yid if he takes revenge. And therefore the Rambam is defining the Asra by sight. The Rambam is defining what is a Yid. The definition of a Yid is someone that is not makbin on other people, doesn't hold hakpodas, is not revenging on other people because you did this, I'm going to be makbin, I'm going to hold it within me. We'll talk about the details of it Hashem tomorrow. But the definition of a Yid, Zugdu Rambam, is someone that doesn't take revenge. Rabbi Sai. We'll take questions in a minute, but just realize a lot of the things we do sometimes do include revenge. We have to really take it seriously. We have to realize it. Tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem, we're going to go through some more of the sugya, some more of the Shailas, Allah, and Amaisa as well, Be'ez HaShem. Oh, yeah.